0: So, uh, it looks like that, uh, tonight it, it's a dude's rock night, yeah. and, uh, which is appropriate because this is a dude's rock film. It really th- is. Three
1: pro tags. Gentlemen, what this party is missing is the civility, the the, the civilizing nature. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Truly. This so, so we're out without Holly to, this evening. Yeah. yeah. We are
1: thoroughly uncivilized for this evening. <laughs> thoroughly yep. uncivilized for very, uh enlightened film.
0: <laughs> we may not be
1: able to breathe. Give it
0: 10 to 15 minutes and we'll be talking about yards. <laughs> 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 during the few
3: moments
0: that we have left, we to talk right down to us.
1: The yard in Bristol, uh,
3: uh-huh.
1: Yeah, you know, a little, a little idyllic master, I- idyllic, I- idyllic. Adil- I don't know, I- idyllic. Uh, unfortunately, for this film, I-, I don't speak English, and so ah. this one requires advanced English grammar. Uh, film mm-hmm. for sure, much, much like Master and Commander or uh Streets of Fire. You know, yeah, you got to have an understanding of the language as it was spoken by Shakespeare.
0: Well, this is definitely Doug's film, so uh, he should kick us off and introduce us and get into That's, the Doug yeah. uh, all over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, this does have Doug all over it. Hey, so. you know what? Over I'll uh, uh, I'll tag it. Uh, right. What is it? Uh, I um, am p- not a shaman. Play me in, Duggo. All right, give me that. Give me a beat.
3: Ballu, my boy. <laughs> my <laughs> <bride and laughs> There it is. Uh, So yeah,
2: A Field in England. It's a movie directed by uh, Ben Wheatley, uh, an English director for whom I have a great deal of affection. It's about some deserters during the English Civil War who get dragged into a treasure hunt. There's magic mushrooms. There's wart-besotted dicks. And uh, there's a lot of... Uh, a bit
0: of spotted dick for you, sir. Got him. Oh, got bit it. A bit, a,
2: bit of Shakespearean-style dialogue with uh, some interesting uh, visual interludes. It's a black and white movie, which is not often seen these days. You get your, uh, your, your panavision, your technicolor, typically. But not this moment,
1: it's decadence is what it is. You don't need that shit.
0: Uh, I, honestly, I, I truly appreciate a well shot black and white film now. It's just it's just gorgeous. Uh, I watched yesterday a, a girl who walks uh, home alone at night for the first time. The Iranian vampire film. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Stuff, yeah. It's good shit. Anyway, it, there's kind of a black and white renaissance in the art house sector of film. <sighs> And, Not uh, even in yeah. the
1: art house sector when this movie came out. What was this? 2000 and...
2: 2014, I want to say twenty
1: fourteen. Oh my god! I, I thought two thousand four. Whatever. I don't know what twenty thirteen is. Anyway, yeah, we're we're was... we're
0: far away from Jinko Jeans now, my friend. We got That's we got true. the
1: fucking the artist. Does anyone remember the artist? I uh, remember the artist. Twenty eleven won the With Academy Dijon Award. Did. For Best Picture, correct? Uh, I and believe so. Yeah. Then was subsequently forgotten, but uh, black and white uh, experimentation was on the menu for the time, and this movie demonstrates it
2: well, I suppose. So let's uh, let's get into it. Wikipedia. Let's get digging. <laughs> describes this movie as a psychological horror movie. Do you guys agree with that assessment? So Feel- here's. Mm.
3: Uh, <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I was actually going to ask the exact same question. Would you call this a horror movie? And I don't think I would. Uh, I guess a little background. I watched this around the time it released. Yeah. Right. When it came out, I was very excited for it. I think you were too, Doug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back. I remember uh, because we were we were all comrades and fellows uh, in arms at that time. That's Mm -hmm. right. I watched it, and I remember, to, I, I watched it on my computer because I had um, procured it through unconventional. How? How? Uh, and, and I remember like, oh, yeah, okay, but I was very confused, you know, and I just mm-hmm. didn't like re-watch it. Though it's been a movie in the back of my mind since then, which I think speaks to its, its power. Rewatching it again, finally, for this, I, I followed it a, a lot better. But yeah, I had that question. Is it a horror movie? And at first I'd say, I don't think it is. However, uh, sleeping after watching the film, I was racked with horrible nightmares (laughs) and (laughs) and like questions of existential dread. And I woke up, what, just a few hours ago, just in a malaise state. And I'm not sure that wasn't due to watching this film. And I'm not sure. But um, perhaps that's the true horror. In that it, it causes you to to open your own pineal glands to the um, to the to the realities that uh, exist around us. It just comes what? out and
0: starts flicking yeah, around, it just pops out of your forehead. Uh-huh. Um, it, it is a hard sell as a horror movie, right? <laughs> you I, know, I definitely wouldn't consider it as such. I would consider it a psychological drama, but the. Uh... Mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah, well, I
0: feel like that when when trying to put this movie in a box, like, most dramas don't contain, you know, Magic Mushroom mukbang. So, like, (laughs) like, I feel like that there are certain scenes in it, like, there's definitely the tent scene where you're like, what the fuck is happening? Maybe one of the most horrifying scenes in a
1: movie recently. Right. Honestly, (laughs) that that has lasted. I was, like, dreading watching that. So, it does have that going uh-huh. for it.
0: Uh, plot wise, you know, it's following uh, our, I guess, hero, right? Our pro tag um, whitehead. I don't think he has any other form of name. It's just whitehead. Only referred to as whitehead. Only referred to as whitehead as he uh, meets some bros, as he's trying to find this alchemist that he's been like supposed to find for like six months. And as he, uh, crosses over the hedges. He gets found by uh, a Chad, a Chad of Chad's. Uh, <laughs>
1: Chad you know. of Chad? A dashing row a Jack Sparrow type character. Yeah.
0: Uh, really. <laughs> what does he call him? Like what does he call a Whitehead? He's like, you you he, he calls, calls, him, a mar- he calls oh, him a turd. He calls him a turd. He calls him a obsequious Mary a lot. little turd. Yeah, 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 there it
1: is. There it is. Well yeah that's his that's his boss. Yeah. yeah. So he's uh, right. uh, yeah. I guess we should claim frame-
0: commander hey, Trower it's his it's his manager right like the master right. is off screen because uh whitehead and the alchemist uh o'neill i think share the same master mm. master is kind of whatever that means right but uh, <laughs> a man of copious magic knowledge right that it's a copious. wizard I think yeah it's just, a wizard it's a wizard it's, it, it's, it's a wizard it's a Merlin. Merlin. yeah uh, because o'neill dumb, stole some documents from him and yeah. he like O'Neill wanted to go off and become his own man and steal by stealing magic that wasn't his. So he sent uh, Whitehead to go find him, but Whitehead sucks. Yeah. Really, at the start of the film, he well uh, he he's a bomb ass lace maker. He is he, a bomb ass lace maker. He's making doilies all day. The, uh, <laughs> when the lace is brought up, the, the the best part is just the reaction from O'Neill. Just like disgust just utter disgust yeah i have another skill and he's like oh yeah what's that he's like astral projection like casting curses you can see like all the wheels are turning Um, yeah and then he's like i make lace and he's like you son of a bitch like is on his face
1: (laughs) very good (laughs) to to establish this movie takes place during the english civil war Uh, A conflict that as an uneducated, barbaric American, I know very little about the political underpinnings. but apparently all the English countryside was cast into chaos, confusion, and disarray in some sense. um, I was reading an interview with Ben Wheatley about this film uh, for a blog called Quietus, I think. He's talking about that this period in English history is sort of... The birth of the modern The modern era right uh, The the old monarchy Is being challenged and we're getting This sort of democratic Rule I put air quotes around that You can't see that if you're just
0: listening In the um, layman's people, terms that I would put it It's the bros versus the king part one Or part <laughs> yeah. 18 It depends like how there, long, how far Do you want to go parts. back yeah.
1: The rump parliamentarians Oh um, hell yeah But anyway this place it was a, a a operating monarch society suddenly uh brothers our enemies seize our battlefields um and uh and and, every, and fields field, are in England fields are in England and they're tinged with blood and so what's interesting is uh this film is framed by the war however we never see like fighting or anything like that, right? Uh, the, we hear it and we see the effects of it, uh, specifically like cannon fire mm-hmm, right. on the hedgerow behind them, but we never see any of it. It's just over our distance, like it's mm-hmm. supposedly very, very close, but we never see it, which plays to the very stripped down nature of this movie, which is something I really appreciate.
0: I want to then, before we dig into, yeah, the plot between uh, Whitehead O'Neill and, and the rest of the bros. The setting itself, the field, like you have, you know, budget wise, right? Like it's like shooting in the woods, right? It's like, we're going to go out here. We're going to shoot in this field.
1: It's literally shooting in the woods. It (laughs) is. Um,
0: This movie was incredibly cheap. What like. Here, I'm going to bring it up real quick. 300000 When you don't have money, dear listener, and you want to make a movie, you just go out into the woods. You don't have to pay anybody. Uh, Nobody's going to careful. ask you for permits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might get shot, but you might you know, make or, a movie for very, very little money. Or
1: you might just make a shitty
0: movie. Exactly. That's the dangerous yeah. part. Exactly, like, yeah. they're, this movie just, was... they're still running in the
1: woods. Or uh, you might a... make
0: Predator. It might be really cool. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: A budget of three hundred thousand pounds, literally. Yeah, it's just four. Wait, five men. Five six. men. Six,
3: six. Six men. Six of you would count. How many hour.
1: dudes are, are here? Getting... Uh, yeah, six Not men. Uh, there's in a field in ostensibly England. It is right there on the tin.
0: It's definitely uh, could easily be and probably has been multiple times a stage play without any trimmings. You know, there might have been like a fern you know like behind them but you could easily see this whole fucking thing be like just on a stage with just dudes in costume with no setting and as long as the actors are good you'd probably be able to enjoy it quite well yeah
1: with what they they give you or at least materials wise they they constructed something very very good very elaborate and very
0: engaging did anybody kind of dive into outside of the the realistic you know budgetary constraints of the setting right like we don't we're not going to see shots of battle with a bunch of extras and stuff like that but like lore wise why the movie is the way it is because the movie uh is while it's set in a historical backdrop right there's like History, half of the movie is like history. The other half of the movie is magic. And that's the other reason why yeah, I like it. It's magic.
2: Yeah, it's a good
0: it's, magic. Game. There's a lot of magic in it. And, and it's like old school, like British magic. Right. You're talking that <laughs> John
1: B. shit. Uh-huh. I like, I like British magic. in Right. Me. Well,
0: look, I say British sure. because we got an Irishman in here. It's not all just the English. <laughs>
1: that's correct. That's correct. Well, I'm saying, yeah, you know, we, we tend to forget that, that Great Britain is the originator of magic. They invented right. magic. Uh, Merlin, Harry Potter. The, yeah, uh, all magic comes from there. But we're talking, yeah, like the, the
2: ancient weird runes. Right. Um, and Bear and in divine mind. auguries. When we say magic, we are with, saying it with a K at the
1: with end. With a K, baby. That's
0: right. Uh, we're saying demon, D-A-E is getting wacky mm-hmm. with it. Well, uh, the reason I bring it all up and I think it's a good point to start bringing it up uh, the magic early, I wanted to look into like a few other interpretations of what this what this means. And one of the things that I found out, you know, cuz I read a little bit on British like folklore, a little British magic, and hedges are kind of known to mark spaces between man-made world and out there where all the fairies and all of the magic with a K. So when Whitehead at the beginning of the film comes through the hedge and we never see another person from the other world, the real world, and he has Uh to leave the field itself could easily be like a, a space between worlds where they're all just kind of stuck. And so you have like the budgetary constraints of why this is happening. But there's also like plot wise, magic wise, like a reason why these characters are isolated and why a bunch of crazy shit happens. And it's because they're not really in England anymore. Uh, You know, sure. Are you saying (laughs) this is also an isekai? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The the thing is, is, is hyperspace exists beneath normal space, Ethan. And That's the field is in hyperspace, is yeah, what absolutely. I'm saying.
2: I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think there is something very ethereal about the field, and I think a big part of that is just how mundane the field actually is. Like, there are relatively few special effects in this movie, mm-hmm. and even then, it's 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 practical effects. It's uh, uh, a couple of Things where dudes are getting shot in the face with pistols, and you got to have the effects for that. That's about it. Um, there's no, there's definitely no
0: computer generated. Probably rented some big ass fans, though. Had oh, some, yeah, had some good <laughs> yeah, wind in the snow.
1: That's
2: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good point. It, It is like I would, I would dare to say a boring location. Indeed, this is a movie where if you were that guy trying to like. Explain a movie to Holly at a party. Uh, um, sorry that you're not here, Holly. Uh, uh, and you—you were trying to explain this movie and how fucking cool it is and how you should watch it. It would probably sound incredibly boring. Yes, right. Like it, in description, it sounds incredibly boring without seeing the trailer or anything like that. And that, to me, I think the first time I watched that, that sort of took me out of it. As like I'm just watching. Six men in a field, field, uh, speaking in language that I don't quite understand all of the time with lots of loud noises behind them. But here I do see it sort of distorting your own perception. And you see like how in this place over the hedgerow, um, time starts to break down and and, and Mm -hmm. base and meaning start to break down. You know, at the beginning, when our party is assembled, the... Incipient quest that they go on is that one man says, Oh, I know of an alehouse nearby. Let's all go chill out there and figure out what happens let's, next. Let's get all fucking right. drunk, bro. All right, let's go. And so they just walk. Mm-hmm. But to some extent, you feel like they haven't traveled any distance at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that you just see the, you see them walking, but it doesn't really feel like they're going anywhere. And of course, it's like, oh, where's this alehouse? Oh, oh, just over yonder. It's over there. Uh, <laughs> And it's always over there.
0: uh, And also, every structure, every man-made thing that they run into has been brought there previously by O'Neill.
1: Right. Or or had just been there, right? Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. they do. They come across like one camp. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not the main camp. Then there's that post, of course, mm-hmm. that, the classic post. But yeah, you just really get this feeling. Um, and of course, as the movie progresses and things get a little wackier, it becomes even more and more muddled of like, okay, where are we? When are we? What what are we? The ultimate question. Even the characters start to forget. It is a place where time and space and, and our, under- our mundane, physic understanding of nature and the cosmos breaks Sick. down yeah the, the uh, well, orderly P- world of God. P- H. <laughs> that's right
0: um the orderly world of, of god is superb. so so the, this cast isn't big this isn't lost in space right you know yeah <laughs> right. it's not a star studded. oh well
1: there are some some british legends
0: there you know, are but uh doug introduce us to our to our bros and to our um you know a- antags right yeah, like it's... what's going on
2: so uh, as mentioned earlier our our protagonist here is whitehead played by reese Shearsmith, who is in uh if you've seen spaced the edgar wright classic sitcom mm-hmm. uh, he's in a an episode of that uh, same with michael smiley who plays our villain o'neill michael smiley was in a uh, a couple of episodes of spaced as well the character that we are introdu or not really introduced to for very long. The uh, the commander that calls Whitehead an obsequious little turd, which <laughs> gets me every every time I hear it. He is probably best known to those who have seen uh, either the show, The Mighty Boosh, or yes. a very specific yeah. clip yeah. from it. Uh, That's what i that that, boy from <laughs> that That old Greg sketch mm-hmm. on YouTube. He's, uh, well, he's not Greg. He's the other one. He's the guy being tormented by That's him. right. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a small cast. And uh, the other actors I'm not familiar with, Peter Ferdinando plays uh, Jacob, who's kind of this rough and tumble soldier type.
0: He's got a lot of bodily issues
2: <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> yeah, he's real sick.
0: He, he basically is... has every disease but the plague, right? Yeah. Is what Whitehead says. Right, right. Basically.
1: The, the plague and, and witchcraft. Right. <laughs> Black magicry. That's that's the aforementioned uh, Jack Sparrow character. He's the Joker wild card. Right. He just wants to drink and 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 meet a kindly woman, yeah. you know. But also, yeah, he's beset by plague. Um, <laughs> there's a scene involving him shitting and or trying to shit. I think he's, I think
2: he's trying. Also, to... very discomforting. Bad day for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah a real bad day for him. We also have uh, the character of friend. Played by Richard Glover, friend is uh frequently described, uh usually by Jacob, uh as being soft headed. As a witless idiot. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a um, kind idiot, you know. But he's he's good at pushing pike, I believe is what <laughs> he's complimented for doing. <laughs> I bet yeah, he fucking is, he's good Jesus. At
1: pushing pike, dude. And yeah, then, he uh, is he is an idiot, let's make it clear.
2: And then we have uh Cutler, who is uh we believe at the beginning to be just another random soldier. Turns out he's actually under the employ of O'Neill. He's O'Neill's man. He's O'Neill's lackey. And Cutler is the one who brings the rest of the deserters out into the titular field to. En route to the alehouse that he promises. He's right. the one that is leading them ostensibly. So, yeah, that is that is our cast. That is the entirety of the cast of the movie.
0: And we're off, right? Like they're walking races. They're walking and they're walking. And then eventually (laughs) uh, they find some mushrooms and it's time to stop and eat. It's time to stop and eat. A cutler uh, is very insistent on on feeding everybody. And may I eat the soup. And, And Whitehead. Is like, nah, man, I'm fasting. I won't break my oath because I'm I'm cool like that. I don't got much else. I just got this oath.
1: (laughs) We should say, yeah. So Whitehead is very much from the beginning of the movie. He is virgin mindset. He is uh, self-described a coward. Um, He is sent on a task that we're not informed of yet, but he is constantly feeling guilty that he is failing in his task. Because he is. He is, yeah, he is. He's it's been six away.
3: months, whitehead! Whitehead!
1: <laughs> he is, he's a man, of, he's a learned man, but not a ruler, right? He is, he's, he's weak. Um, We might
0: say that he is. He's a nerd that never left college. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, where exactly. he's at. He's,
1: he's a, yeah. a maester. He's a Game of Thrones like always mm-hmm. a slave, I think is the idea. They're like, uh, you know, there's some issues of class here and that he is issues with class uh he's <laughs> he our he is our like educated elite here he's he's the most edu- he's probably the only one of this group that can read um and he that's all he does is spend his time reading but uh as a, a theme that sort of breaks out later on in the movie he is always a slave he is always talking about his master um okay. and his master's wishes he cannot do things for himself and i guess we should also say he's not just a scholar he is clearly established to be an alchemist himself
0: yeah a, an astrologer astrologer
1: yeah. diviner um, yeah and a good good christian soul uh mm-hmm. which is why he is fasting when he is offered a stew
0: of curious mushrooms mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> plucked from the field
0: and then uh since he's the only one that doesn't eat that and doesn't start hallucinating he he isn't suggestible like the others, and it takes a little bit of a little bit of time in a in a, in a certain tent to get him to oh, no <laughs> get him to get on board. But uh, they after ingesting the mushrooms, yeah. Cutler leads them to a post with a giant <laughs> ass rope, and it's he a post it. with yeah with like with like some dudes on it, like carved yeah. in it, and you're like they're like tug on this this rope, and everybody's Pull like okay his. and. What's awesome is like this is when the movie truly begins to get like psychedelic or whatever, where we have the first scene where everything like as they're pulling, everything starts speeding up and nobody knows why they're pulling. And then like suddenly as everything starts spinning and everybody is like yelling and like exerting all their manly strength with like spittles running out of people's mouths and stuff. Good stuff, pretty good hot. shit, pretty hot. and uh, all hot. of a sudden we had it go well, w- without the pop, all of a sudden, there was a sudden stop, and then we got you know a man in his underwear on the ground. We don't know there there wasn't a bog, but they pulled him out of somewhere, yeah a man th- just comes out yep and and this was another one of those things where like reading British folklore sometimes, if a mystic uh someone who was going to be uh, dabbling in the spirits they would go into the other realm and they would get tied by a rope so somebody was trying to do spirit shit and they had to pull him out much like poltergeist right mm-hmm. where, where, where they're jumping in through the other side and so that's what they're doing I think gotta have a tether, is, yeah. and that's also why he's fucking pissed when and he just starts beating the shit out of Cutler because oh, yeah. he gets interrupted from whatever he's doing. And like they're like, <laughs> I guess we should help him. You know? And they, they stop him from beating up Cutler. Which is, he's just over there just kicking him. What's this relationship? Why is this happening? Magic stuff, that's why. It is a very confusing part.
1: Very confusing. Yeah, it's, it's all magic. Uh, a man just pops out of the ground. Yeah. I'm trying to construct like a birth metaphor. The rope is the umbilical cord. It, it's not working. He was in the
0: Feywild. Let's put it that way. In the yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Let's be boy. nerds here.
1: That yeah. mushrooms here are the avenue for which they they reach this point is also has has a historical allegory, and the uh, the mushroom circle is was considered by pastoral folklore to be the the entrance to the fairy world, um, or this other place, and so by. Um, Consuming the mushrooms, they are essentially going into this place, pulling this man out. I feel like this is a movie where a certain guy watches this movie. At the end, he's going to be like, dude, there's no magic at all. It's all just fucking
3: mushrooms.
0: And then then there's another guy, like my old folklore uh, professor from my anthropology program. God rest his soul. Him sitting there in his Coke bottle glasses would have fucking loved this from start to finish. Just dudes watching weird shit by like pagan white people. All I do about like,
1: it. I'm a big fan of white paganism um, <laughs> in all of its aspects. <laughs> but more that like, you know, I feel did, did not be caught up in the Inception style. Was this real or was it a dream? Much like Wizard of Oz or Return to Oz, right? The stupid question to ask is whether it was real or not. In this movie, it's the same thing. The stupid question is to ask. Were they all just tripping balls in the field in England right. uh, like this was fucking uh, Stonehenge Festival 2021?
0: Well, um, you're wondering if it, if it is and then eventually like uh, the magic really starts happening, you know, and, and I think that's uh, it, it, I don't want to call it a coming of age film because Whitehead's already a fully grown adult man. It's like self-actualization like he's becoming it's a it's a movie about living up to your potential
2: (laughs) well i i would argue that he is and he isn't i mean yes he he definitely looks like a middle-aged dude but his he's a child the amount of like subservience yeah that he is on display with him is uh, yeah i don't know and and something else that keeps coming up is something that uh uh jacob keeps saying
0: throughout is that i'm my own man yep mm-hmm. exactly yeah that's true. it's a, this is all about like the the relationships are all relationships of power and it's right. you know between master and servant and the servants this, toil right this movie right. is a
1: I, I would say it's a dom sub movie <laughs> it, like, it, it absolutely, absolutely is, is. Oh, yeah. it's about not power on the macro scale but how one person dominates and
0: ultimately whitehead is a switch is what we're saying um
1: well he becomes he (laughs) he, he's not baby anymore he wants power
0: um so but but for the right uh, reasons i think is the is the thing
1: or just the reasons of he wants to become god (laughs) um i made the joke (laughs) earlier that he he's virgin mindset but in the movie itself he is described as a virgin By the Mm -hmm. other, uh, specifically, I think, O'Neal, who's like, wants to dominate him. And there is, I would say, homoerotic. There is absolutely absolutely. all over. Once
0: O'Neill arrives, dear listener, he basically takes over the crew and commandeers them to find a treasure. And the first step of finding the treasure once they get back to camp is to uh, dom the hell out of Whitehead and turn him into a, a, a living divining rod. And the way he does that is by off camera, the most sober aspect happens. of, yeah. You just hear Whitehead scream for a solid, like two or three minutes while the rest of the, the cast kind of freak out about it, except um um the Merc, the bad, the bad guy. I yeah, don't just, to...
2: Like friend, friend is like clutching his ears all the whole time. Yep. I, mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. Jacob seems to give much of a shit. No,
1: Jacob's the one he tries to run to the tent to like yeah. stop it. And then Cutler beats him back down. Oh, to the that's ground. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's something that I see in movies now more gives him booze of some sort and he mm-hmm. uses it to drink the pain away. Much like in Mandy, right? That scene oh, of like right. desperate drinking to forget what is happening right now.
0: He also you needs, know? Cutler needs to maintain control of him. And, uh, mm-hmm. and by that is like keeping him uh, not sober. Basically,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, but he's choosing, willingly right. choosing to, like, I need to fucking forget this. And that's when we get the excellent uh, line of what this party is lacking. What this party lacks is the civilizing influence of women. <laughs> but then, as. So this scene, yeah, you don't see anything happen, but the screams alone are enough to make it like the most unsettling thing I've seen in a movie for a while, I think. But especially when he comes out of oh, the yeah. tent mm-hmm. with the most horrifying face any man has ever made. But oh, so so Cutler- Fully Joker-fied the, at that point. Yeah, fully yep. joker moto. Yep. <laughs> He's off the chain. He's on his real shit again. Um, uh-huh. He's also but, bound. He is bound in, like, he's Like, full-on, like, bondage.
2: My like, boy,
1: O'Neil, O'Neil, the Irish devil, uh, <laughs> has, has studied the Japanese art of shibati. Um, he's got the whole <laughs> lock knot behind him. But I was going to say, Cutler, right, the bodyguard, the lackey, doesn't seem disturbed by any of this until he sees him come out of the tent. Right. And even then, that's when his sort of, composure breaks down and that I think it's a very powerful scene and that nothing happens, but the way the actors act and the way the something, the nothingness is portrayed Mm -hmm. make it very, you can only imagine what's happening there.
0: Yeah. Some sort of torture that led him to basically mind break Whitehead. Right. And so you get Whitehead who's been now like is going to lead O'Neill to this treasure. And then we get the running the running with what? What is the song that's playing? Is like I don't know. Do 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 it's, do do it's 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 so, so demented sounding.
1: It's yeah. such. It's a it's an old peasant folk rhythm, like, right? On a wood
0: pipe. And uh, where he leads them is uh, where they uh, need to dig a hole, and they and they gotta start digging, man.
1: So one thing, um, and this is set up in the, so O'Neill and Whitehead know each other from before this film. Indeed, Whitehead's task at the beginning of the film is to track down O'Neill, who used to work for Whitehead's master. We sort of established this before. O'Neill, right, is a practicing alchemist, um, steals some papers to get away. In the dialogue between Whitehead and O'Neill, and Whitehead, of course, being, being the simp, just assumes that O'Neal will be like, ah, you got me, <laughs> right? Here, tear myself in, boys. But uh, through their dialogue, we realize that O'Neal has recognized a power in Whitehead, <laughs> uh, a power that Whitehead doesn't quite understand and is trying to explain to Whitehead, O'Neill fucking hates Whitehead. He says, I, I despise you personally. But he realizes if we look at the magic is real in this movie, mm-hmm. it, it, We realize that O'Neill notices Whitehead has a a stronger, innate connection to these forces than he himself did.
0: If you want to have a filthy, casual like metaphor for this, dear listener. um, Power levels, uh, baby. Power levels. uh, The force is strong with Whitehead. Some bullshit like that. Basically, Whitehead has power that O'Neill has been wanting himself. Right. He wants that power. Instead, he uses
1: his own loose morals and mm-hmm. uh injustice to sort of
0: subvert yeah right to he, make up for where he he lacks well o'neill's a thief in that like they both were working for the wizard they both were working for merlin right um yeah. and he and he steals the papers of whatever the papers say it's like you know magic shit with a k mm-hmm. right right and so he's off in uh, Magic Mushroom Circle land trying to get power and he can't do it. And so when Whitehead finally shows up, he's like, ah, yes. If I dom the hell out of this guy, I can use him to get my power and riches. And we're going to find the treasure, whatever the treasure may be. Mm -hmm. A spoiler alert, the treasure... Is totally the friends we made along the way and
3: it fucking <laughs> owns. Slow down and it Slow fucking down. owns don't let it away so
1: so early. But yes, yeah, fucking yeah. true. That's exactly what is said. But so this <laughs> <laughs> this breaking scene is important because so like O'Neill, he needs Whitehead, much like the Joker needs Batman, and breaks him down to make him just a tool, right? Whitehead has always been a tool. He's always been a a servant, but now literally a a human uh, metal detector, right, to find this treasure. What's also interesting to me is right. So we get this. He comes out of the tent all slow. He breaks down near the camp, but then O'Neill forces him back up, and then we get that weird ass running scene with the with the the tawdry flute tune. <laughs> And then proceeds to go all the way around the field and stop at the exact place he stopped in the first place. So showing that like his magic game on point is real shit, right? He, he, he smelled it the first time, but I guess O'Neill didn't believe him. But yeah, that's, that's where it was. So they're looking for a treasure under the ground. Very much like you gotta, you gotta put yourself in the mind of a, a 17th century peasant, (laughs) like, Oh, there's a treasure under the ground. We need to dig for it. That's it. it, it that, that is the whole scheme here. And for me, I love how again how stripped down everything is. Uh, O'Neill has certain magical things. He uses a divining stone. He's got like a it. scrying mirror. Yeah, it all lo- yeah scrying mirror. That's what he all. It all looks like kind of lame and boring though. Right. Mm-hmm. The magic is not interestingly depicted. It's not like. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, some some later white pagan movies that show like the, the 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 chanting circles and all of these the symbolism and stuff, uh, these elaborate semiotics. It's just a man looking at a black rock in the yep. sun. Like it's very boring, but that's what's cool. I think is that if you think of magic as a real force in the world, this is how it would operate. <laughs> I think, and I think for societies that. Have these magical practices, this is how magic operates for them, right? It's these seemingly mundane things that result in fantastical consequences. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and all, while all this is happening, and Magic's now school. we're in magic school, now we're digging a hole, we've been having back and forth dialogue between uh, Jacob, Friend, and Whitehead uh, as their triangle friendships is slowly growing through adversity, right? Um, Shit's been happening to them. Shit sucks. They're forced to dig this hole. And as they kind of realize this sucks, we're probably not going to get out of it and tensions rise. Eventually there is a struggle where they've been digging this hole for a while and Jacob charges Cutler. And that's where we have our, our big turning point in the film, I think because all this time we have uh, O'Neill running the show, this uh, O'Neill, might have even been the one to arrange all of their arrivals in the first place we don't know but he's the puppet master right collinsrd mean, him yeah and so and so the moment that cutler accidentally shoots friend in front of them we have some things slowly start changing in whitehead where okay friend is dying there's an amazing line where he's like can you tell my wife you know <laughs> that I hate her.
1: <laughs> All right, I do. Friend is great in that he is just like he's the co- comedic uh, element mm-hmm. to this film. Oh he's yeah, funny. He's, a, he's a witless idiot, but in a way, I would say this is a very like British archetype in that like mm-hmm. every every line he says is a joke. Yeah, right. Or, or just like a joke about the world around him, or a joke about himself. Um, one of his so. Uh, please include my song from the beginning of the film because <laughs> th- uh, this movie has got a lot of weird artsy camera things and so mm-hmm. the transition is just like this man singing uh, an old folk tune very off key and then it cuts to like, him staring straight at the camera and singing it. Anyway, there's this song that follows us throughout the movie but it's just like a little bullshit song.
3: Follow my boy
1: grieves me so to hear thee weep if thou be silent i'll be glad thy moaning makes my heart full sad and so the first thing a dying man says to his comrades is like don't forget my song <laughs> and it's like and it's like he's just been singing mary had a little lamb for six hours yeah right, right. He's like don't forget my song and then goes into his saying is like, please deliver a message to my wife that I fucking hate her. Right. <laughs> I burned her father's barn down. If oh amazing. We're pressing then, us into marriage. <laughs> uh and then Jacob says, like, if I knew that about you, I'd have had a lot more respect.
3: Right. <laughs> 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 as he's
1: crying over this man he was just beating um in a, mm-hmm. in a hole but like yeah. this is what you got you know
2: mm-hmm. and if i recall they're all covered in piss at this point because... yeah yeah
1: cutler has been pee on him yeah and then i think the, the shooting was an accident i believe right
0: <laughs> Yeah. because was.
2: cutler was peeing on them with pistol in hand for whatever right next to his reason. dick yeah right you know why not Again, it's
1: all about domination yep. and submission in a very, like, vulgar form. Yep. These men are, like, laid out in the suffering, and the men who have power over them
0: just do cruel things to them. Right. Because
1: they can, right? Because yep. they have the power. They have the authority in this relationship.
0: As Whitehead puts our, our, our buddy friend to rest and says a prayer for him, we, we start seeing a turn, Doug. Tell us, uh, tell us about uh, Whitehead's turn here. Well. His turn. He gets. Stuck. He 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 does. He
2: he taps into, <laughs> he taps into the uh the magic of nature.
0: The real shit. That's right.
2: <laughs> he starts scarfing down mushrooms <laughs> in a field, just out of nowhere.
0: He was he fasting was up until this it. point. Yeah, too,
2: well, yeah, great. that's a good point. So maybe he was just hungry.
1: Was uh, it a, f- a fat Here, here's my. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Was it a fast, or was it Whitehead realizing that these mushrooms? Are the bad shit and he's trying to keep his Christian morality and virtue uh, and good senses but now he don't care anymore um, that's when he starts eating exactly
0: Michael. it's him reaching for power at that yeah. point right. he wants in. he's tapping in baby and as
1: they're doing it there's this excellent dialogue between Whitehead and O'Neill. Yes. O'Neal is trying to look for him in the field and this is where um, Whitehead is like hiding from him but then realizing, okay, this is how I beat him. Actually, I am a, I am a fucking avatar of, of powerful arcane right. energies. Arcane with a K. Um, And so he's saying things like, if you shall find me in this land, then I will become it. Right? This is where he says, I am my own master the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it straight up says, I'm going to swallow up all the iniquity that cruel men like you do to men like me. Yes. As he's doing that, he's, again, kind of comedically just stuffing mushrooms
0: into his mouth right right it, what i love is egregious. when he calmly says i am my own master it's with more, mm-hmm. a thousand percent more conviction than what jacob was saying where he was just repeating it over and over as he's digging a hole that someone else is forcing him to dig right with with jacob it was almost more of like a mantra but with right
2: with whitehead he's
1: this trying is trying to convince himself you know
2: this is an absolute
3: hmm
1: I have ascended, bitch. <laughs> the Moral fact of the universe. Right. And uh, I think no uh, coincidence that it happens as he is mimicking the death pose of friend who has been dragged into the, the weeds beside him and he, he lays down beside him, closes his eyes, and then opens them. Uh, there is this rebirth is a visual metaphor present in this film many times. The land is <laughs> Mother Earth, right? O'Neill is birthed from it. Whitehead... Finally, knows the land. He's not a virgin anymore. He eats some mushrooms. He's,
2: he's a Chad now. <laughs> he's a Chad. Yeah, and he now.
1: conjures a, a storm. He conjures a storm. As this is happening, yeah, apparently they found the treasure in at the camp. Uh, Cutler has found the treasure. And O'Neill doesn't care anymore. He's like, where are these fucking dudes?
0: Uh, and the treasure truly is a, a non treasure. It's just a fucking skull. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> It's just the who knows what drew cool. uh Whitehead to that hole that they were going to dig that that location, but it's a nice little metaphor uh there too for like if you're just in it for the in, in it for the money you're just in it for death baby like you you're just plotting your own demise.
1: Well, you get the sense too that O'Neill doesn't quite quite believe that there's something there until something is ostensibly revealed because then he has right. a line where he says something like I could be. I could be digging up treasure with him all throughout the countryside, right? Like, oh, I have I have a resource that works now, right? Mm-hmm. But at that time, this is when Whitehead is realizing he's his own master and he realizes he needs much he needs his pineal gland stimulated.
0: That's right. Um, and and at the high point of his power in the film, I would say, um power but not like, you know, who he is yet. He meets up with uh with his with his bro Jacob and Jacob's like, uh, we need to, we need to take care of biz if we're going to get out of here. And he's like, no, I got this. And he starts doing like uh ancient magic mutterings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, those mutterings just cause O'Neal to just, just fucking croak Cutler in front of everybody. Uh, yep. Yeah. Re- repeating the line that um, O'Neal said when he like forced to uh, some alcohol down his throat, uh, let the devil inside. <laughs> And then open he up just up and let
2: the devil inside. Open and up let the devil inside. Shoots
0: a uh, cutler in the face, uh, in the mouth. Actually, right in the mouth. mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which um, mm-hmm. totally, totally adds
2: to the homoeroticism. Oh yeah, exactly absolutely. right.
1: So yeah, Whitehead's transformation first is reflected on the land. Uh, he conjures a demon wind, uh, to 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 buffet his foes and himself. It also. Uh, uh breaks the movie we're watching itself um i believe mm-hmm. it's before this where we get the uh, the the scene that requires a warning at the beginning of the movie that strobe lights oh, in right. the, yeah. Yeah. The what, what do we make of this uh part D- besides it being just like movie weirdery uh you know trippy effects and stuff if if you had to if you had to assign a, a theme to it what would it be uh uh it's whitehead mainlining the fey wild at that point say, <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah, basically. With... right one of the dominating visual effects here is like that symmetry of the screen we see yeah. <laughs> like the, the weird symmetry of uh, of like o'neal flapping his cape um like christopher lee uh, <laughs> in the center of the black a uh,
0: black orb uh so
1: at we'll one point right. oh yeah and the black orb shows up over and over again uh, the the ill planet or whatever I was, yeah planet. it's
2: described as a planet at some
1: point yeah we're under the effect of black planet but i see it right we get a lot of cut-ins of whitehead and o'neill uh some of the other ones It all happens very quickly to me i'm seeing that like whitehead who is sort of a right he, he's a good christian man he is a subject of this physical and orderly logical worlds uh that man has created the world of society he's eschewing that to become the land right he's he's throwing that away to to embrace jack and the green right the 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 old the old english paganism but here we are sort of seeing the breakdown of all subjects into one Mm -hmm. cohesive thing whitehead is seeing himself as o'neill and o'neill is whitehead he's also seeing himself as the land itself. He's seeing all things as one unity, and this is what gives him the power to control the wind, and later to just control events. Apparently, right to to construct this uh, violence between Cutler and O'Neill.
0: And as I think about it, as you're uh, describing this, uh, this lends to uh, me thinking that this is like a, an in betweener space because, like, right. it's like he's tapping into the field itself, right? and i i i uh, ascribe to the idea that yeah they aren't in the real world anymore and so at this point whitehead is just like he's in his element right he's just going to unleash his fury finally that's been like building and building and building and he's gonna switch from sub to dom and it's gonna own the rest of this film (laughs) it's gonna be awesome
1: he has so many great lines through this um most of it nonsense he wishes for more arms and legs that he may better appreciate the beauty of the natural world (laughs) things like that it's good shit um said all to jacob who couldn't give care less like he's just trying to get them keep them alive uh, jacob's the fighter in
0: the party like he's going he's going soldier mode uh for everybody uh so cutler's dead and now it's just uh our boys versus uh, O'Neill at this point, and it, all pretense is gone. It, it, it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a fight. It, it's an
1: old shootout, really. This old movie has,
0: shootout. Oh, movie okay, has A corral. lot,
3: a lot of
1: western elements. Actually, this could yeah. very well be a cowboy movie. <laughs> um,
0: hiding behind a, an overturned wooden table is a yeah. Staple. It could be like a, right.
1: sh- it could be a shitty sixties like western movie stripped of all of like the the aesthetic and and magical things that enrich the text the plot itself could just be a western but you do really have that man versus nature but then man becomes nature uh Man, man eats nature i bring that up because it does come down to a very classic shootout of like they're hiding behind a table right but we're we're in my favorite period which is the period of matchlock firearm uh and black powder which we get very loving details of these of of Blowing the pan out, things like that. Reloading these sons of bitches takes like a minute. Mm-hmm. They just oh, they yeah. just let O'Neill do that. Yep. Over and mm-hmm. over again. They so really have, do. So he does have multiple arms. He has multiple handguns.
0: So yeah, like, so he's right. got a, he's got like what two or three shots in a row. And Jacob being the fighter of the party is like running around getting guns. He's getting prepped. Yeah, they're they're taking right, cover. Everywhere. And then in a scene that I truly love. Friend's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't know where. O'Neal doesn't know where they
1: are. He doesn't know where they are until the guy just comes back from the dead without yep. any. Your boy shows over, up uh, and, and shouts over here. And then is real sad when they're mad at him because of it.
0: It's like he didn't know that they're fighting, you know. <laughs> right. At that point, because he just woke up. I think earlier in the movie, Friend had said, like, I have a really good constitution. But I don't think that counts with being shot in the chest. And so um, he didn't say he had a good
1: constitution. He said, this is my favorite line in the movie. My commander said I had fresh air between my ears. Right. Fresh air is good for the constitution. Is it not?
0: That's right, baby. So
1: says I, you can, you can, you can quote that. You can remember. (laughs) Oh God. It's such a fucking, it's like a grandpa joke.
0: Right. So fucking good. Is that, so, that is
1: the most artful use of language in the entire film.
0: Because of that shout, our, our boy uh, Jacob gets shot. You're shot in the gut. But like a true, uh, a true warrior he lines up the shot that leads our, our hero to victory eventually, where he uh, shoots basically O'Neill's foot off. Hell yeah. yeah. It's a Blast great him. scene. Like, he's, like, he's got like a hole in his side and he just lines up and puts like the gun up and he just takes aim. He's got full soldier mode, does it, gets the job done, and then basically Friend's like, my bad, dude. And he's like, you fucking yeah. killed me. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, are we friends still? He's like, no. No, he's, re- he's really sad about that. Yeah,
0: he's super bummed about it. It's,
1: so it's,
3: I didn't want to try to,
1: like, think about the movie beyond what is presented to us, which is specifically mm. discordant and, like, inchoate. But I think this also contributes to the idea that, like, all physical law has broken down. Um, He's dead, but time doesn't mean anything anymore. So he's not dead. Right. So he doesn't know. He doesn't know that they're not all bros anymore.
0: Right. Right. I think that's he had a time skip. And uh, I I don't know if uh, if uh, Whitehead brought him back to life whenever he was freaking out, you know, when he became the land. Who knows? Because like, did he pray for him? Maybe the he prayer did. worked. I don't. Yeah. Gave him,
1: gave him a Christian burial. He and did. Fucking, yeah. In the fucking bush. And, <laughs> and he, yeah, maybe that pray. worked. Anyway, uh, Whitehead comes up on our boy O'Neal, says, I'm here. And then the coward is then here.
0: The, the wait, before that, here. before that, before that, though, um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, our, our buddy. Our buddy friend and Jacob have their last conversation. He's like, well, I'm going to prove myself I'm to you. Prove basically. I'm a better friend than Whitehead. But... And and he kisses him on the head. Jacob dies. But then he runs out with his pike because he's a he's a hell of a pikeman. He uh, pushes
2: pike like nobody's business. That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, ends up getting shot. Uh, pig. And, yeah, just really like just runs out, shot, died. But yeah. but that's the shot that opens up our boy Whitehead. Right. And it extends.
1: That's right. Uh-huh. Got the reload now.
0: Yep. The bros uh, come come through and yeah, take it home, boy. Yeah, so Whitehead fucking
2: moves in. Caps him in the back of his head. Says, the coward is here and gets O'Neal execution style. His face blasts out of the yes. other side of his head. Which <laughs> yeah, I think is where right. most of the budget in this movie went.
1: Yeah, that and the, the one licensed song they have in the movie. <laughs> but um, Uh, there's no like dialogue breakdown whitehead has nothing to say to him right but the bullet right (laughs) that's it's very very beautiful in that sense Mm -hmm. nothing needs
0: to be said anymore yep he's his own master he is all he he gives his buddies a good christian burial in the hole they dug you know and then at at this point we do a, a very brief time skip but suddenly whitehead is wearing uh O'neil's uh hat dawn's fancy clothes. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. huh. He, he has like become O'Neill. He has become the man at this point. He is the dude. And he, using uh,
1: the mirror, using the scrying mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All of it. What I find interesting is is he has all of the guns on him, all of his equipment, but as he's leaving the field, he just lays all of his arms down. Doesn't need them anymore. He just needs the magic at this point. Okay. Well, <laughs> that <laughs> was great, and he steps through the hedges and the final scene and I love it is just him standing with his bros and it's like as a viewer if the last movie you saw uh was just a rewatch of uh, lost in space <laughs> lost in space or like <laughs> or dear listener if, if like the the last movie you saw was like, oh I'm just gonna watch Captain America again. Or, you know, whatever, you know, popcorn movie, summer popcorn movie. You're like, what the hell is happening? These dudes just died. I took it. It's there's been several scenes throughout the film where they're standing still and they're setting up the next scene, like a stage play where they're all Mm -hmm. posing. Oh, the very Yeah, the tableaus. And it's like we get a final tableau. We clearly saw him bury his friends, but he's standing on the other side of the hedge. We don't see a, we hear the sounds of battle, but we don't see anything. We get like some camera shots of them going through the hedge, but he's on the other side with friend Jacob and they're all like lined up like dudes are here. And I think it's because on the other side of that hedge, it's it's still just Whitehead, but Whitehead has become who he is today because dudes are here is the way that I get it because <laughs> um, my boys are here. That's mm-hmm. all I need. I was able to become the man who I am today because of my crew. That Well, he's coming back with the treasure, which is.
3: The treasure is,
0: and they say it.
1: The friends we made along the way. (laughs) The the
0: friends we made along the way. Uh, It's not that skull in the hole that we thought was the treasure. It's. Well, he's one of the friends, too. Right? (laughs) It's the. It's the, yeah, he totally is. It's the brotherly bonds that we've gotten where they were and his friends were willing to die for him at the end too, which was pretty, pretty awesome. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's power. Once this movie's all said and done, I still wouldn't call it a horror movie because it doesn't leave me with feelings of dread. Like no, There are, there are weird all. feelings, right? And not all horror movies and badly, right? But even at the worst low point, it's terrifying but there are terrifying moments in non-horror films this is still like a Mm -hmm. character drama to me and um throw uh the only thing you have to lose is your chains my friends like or your
1: your kink rope
0: not no kink shaman but like shaman as long as you can send to that rope baby yeah but
1: yeah yeah uh, i wouldn't call it a horror movie either except maybe fuck my
0: dreams (laughs) yeah
1: so the real horror came after that's that's right forced to think of this film
0: the way that Whitehead like steps through the hedge and the way he carries himself in the last like five minutes of the film is great versus like the first five minutes right it's a complete character 180 and I love it Mm
1: -hmm. Mm He strides through with confidence.
0: This is why we watch Shonen anime. We want to see uh, the kid like grow up and become a Chad. Well, this right? is really a Shonen. It is a uh, Shonen, except a it's shonen not 200 kid. episodes long. I was say you get it in 91 minutes exactly. Of,
2: uh, um, get 91 seasons, right? What's the takeaway of this film? I feel like
0: <laughs> uh, it's a dude's rock film. Become, become mushroom. Become mushroom. Yeah, yeah. Urge, go back, Mushroom Moto. Um, I want to know what Alan Moore thought of this film. Like, probably didn't watch it. He probably didn't watch it. Alan Moore doesn't watch, watch movies it. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, watch He like, makes film movies now,
2: though. He makes, ooh.
0: yeah, he made a movie. He it's might watch it if somebody know. like like read to him just, like, the plot him. summary. He'd be like, yeah. ah, I'd watch it. You that
1: know. sounds pretty, pretty normal. I, would say, I would
0: listen to him talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah. that would be pretty good because he's be got that good. voice. But I would totally listen to a podcast about this movie with Alan Moore on it.
1: I feel like. I don't know. I don't know enough about sort of the whole milieu to make an explicit statement, but that this movie, you know, older, older Mm -hmm. 2014, not that old, a lot less old than I thought, but that it has inspired a lot of more recent movies and movies I would specifically call the Mm -hmm. the, the A24. Exactly. This feels like an A24
0: (laughs) film. They're all
1: quote unquote horror movies. Some of them are specifically horror movies mm-hmm, you know yeah. the witch is a horror movie midsummer is a horror movie green knight is not a horror movie no it's not um, but all of these movies i'd say at least for me thinking back to like you know experimental cinema has been around forever especially in the 50s 60s we have a lot of these trippy nonsense movies where things just happen of course a 2001 a space odyssey half of right. that movie is just a, a light and magic show um, but we sort of got rid of that for a while. This movie is sort of a revival of that thing, especially in the horror genre, quote right? quote horror. But I feel like we see what I'm trying to say is we see a lot of this movie in movies made today. I think a lot of directors saw this mm-hmm. and were like, damn.
0: It was very well received by people who enjoy film, right? Yeah, it was
1: critically well. They don't go
0: to see movies. They enjoy film. Nobody watched it. (laughs) Nobody watched it. Unfortunately. (laughs) Except you. Except Except you you after sailing the high seas on your laptop. And And you're like, like, I
2: don't know what this is about.
0: I
1: didn't pay for it. (laughs) Unfortunately. And not many people did. But one thing we talked about, the still tableaus introducing the scene. Where it's all like the actor's. Posing as if they were in a period
0: like, picture. Yeah. yeah. Like if they're a for it. a painting or something. A Renaissance like that. painting or
1: something with the hand signs. We're all familiar with that. I want to see
0: a stage play of this. Right. Like I really do with them, with folks in costume, with some right. good acting. And I'm not like big into like going to theater, but I would enjoy this. I feel like. As well, a like, play. so things like, but the, like the tableaus,
1: that's mm-hmm. the thing that it, that these A24 movies do now all the time. Yeah except they do it with like they'll do oh we're going to make a renaissance painting of this scene and right show mm-hmm. it, because it's cerebral right I mean, right it's, it's <laughs> it's makes you it's stop and think of art and culture uh, and uh, you you who watch these movies i love all these movies i love the a24 movies but i do see them as like becoming more and more
0: pretentious they are um, they are pretentious. I, I like pretentious them, is pretentious. fine though. I think like pretentious right. has this like I mean it is a, a negative word, but at the same time, like giving a shit about about trying to push art forward, you know, mm-hmm. and you know make something that people think about, even if it comes out badly. At least you're trying to make something thoughtful. and right. So I really appreciate anybody that puts in the effort, and I appreciate companies that are willing to throw the budget at films that you know. Won't make the masses go, oh, yeah, more. He said more a bunch, and there were more lasers. That was really good. That was awesome. Uh, are you talking... Uh, that's the lighthouse,
3: clearly. Clearly <laughs> the well, lighthouse, fair, and not, lighthouse, and not the last yeah. Jedi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think if you go back and watch this movie, you're seeing sort of like the proto-witch, the proto-the-witch, the proto-lighthouse, the proto-witch. proto lighthouse the proto wagons. Fuck. It. <laughs> Proto-hereditary, Um, yeah, it's um, all there, all there in this movie.
0: The thing, the thing is, is like I've watched in a film. I, I, I consider myself a movie buff at this point, where like I, I enjoy watching movies, and I've seen the stereotypical summer popcorn film. It's been made a hundred times. It's going to keep being made, right? You know, the hero's journey over and over and over. It's the same, and because of that. And, and because of like, you know, the traditional horror movie, like the jump scare films, you know, the, your paranormal activities, uh, the sequels, any horror sequel, uh, horror originals, even paranormal activity one was good. I'll, I'll caveat that. But as I've consumed enough cinema and thought about it, cerebral, I appreciate something that's fucking different right that something and it's one of the reasons why I want to do more musicals on this podcast is one of the I want to do more of pretentious art house films and and put those in between the schlock cuz I want to watch dumb bullshit from the 80s and 70s and 90s that no one's ever seen. I want to do the occasional movie that everyone's seen but maybe they forgot about. But I want to see things and talk about things that isn't the Avengers, right? A Field in England is, is that. And it, it got me thinking, and I really enjoyed it. This movie is a musical. It is. It is. It, it just is. has the one Baloo.
3: song. Like, <laughs> Baloo.
1: my boy.
2: All the, all the different remixes of Baloo, my boy. Yeah, it's right? just got
1: the one song, but it's there, much like The Wicker Man. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> fucking
2: fucking O'Neill is even humming that song. Yes, he is. He's trying to reload his pistol the last time. What, that, was, uh, what was the rest of that fucking, fucking song? <laughs> doesn't matter
1: I don't okay. know but um, this but, movie yeah. does call back to yeah it is something different before. I'd say something yeah. for what it at the time it was new right yeah. this is something very new and maybe a little before it's time mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's why Whoa, people avant-garde. were very afraid of it yeah very like
0: confused by it and what? they didn't watch it because boring give me, give me good monologues at this point you know give me good cinematography
2: Well, and I I
0: think a lot of the uniqueness with
2: the movie, too, it's it's something that is characteristic of most of Ben Wheatley's movies. I think the movie he did before this uh, kill list, I highly recommend. But it's also a bleak fucking movie. Yeah, that's a dark
1: one. It's
2: so bleak, but it's. It's another one of these movies where, because at the beginning of this episode we asked the question: Is this a psychological horror movie, as Wikipedia calls it? And I think we have kind of come to the conclusion that this movie kind of defies a singular defies ge- genre, much like,
1: much like the Holy Mountain. It defies genre. That's right. The <laughs> of genre, That's uh... right. Uh,
2: and <laughs> I think that is true of his other movies. It's definitely true of Kill List. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill List is it's a horror movie. It's a crime drama, thriller. It's a family drama. Like, there's so many different aspects to it. The Psy Series before this, too. Like, the, the quirky yeah.
1: romance between a, a wife and a man who's realizing he's a serial
2: killer. Right, right. It's a <laughs> it's like, comedy. It's a road movie. It's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's very weird. So, yeah, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say here is uh, I love Ben Wheatley. He's a good man. And he's going to be directing the Meg 2.
1: Awesome. <laughs> well, he just came out with a movie. I don't know if anyone, what is it called? It's like Above Earth or something. What is Ben Wheatley? Oh, with- uh, in, in the Earth? I think. In the Earth, maybe. Have any of you seen it? I you haven't never, watched it yet. It, it is apparently also a movie about people who go into the woods, and mushrooms
0: are involved. Right. I don't know
1: anything besides that, yeah. um, so I'm very curious to like. And it takes place in like modern times.
0: I feel uh, like uh, he has uh, had some experiences.
1: I, <laughs> um, again, I was reading an interview, and the interviewer is very coyly like, "I don't want to make any uh, any assumptions about your personal knowledge." But Ben Wheatley just like goes on a tangent about what it's like to be tripping on hallucinogens and how he's awesome. trying to replicate that in the movie awesome. <laughs> right? you know yeah this is very clearly
0: like drawn from his own experience i'm just i'm just appreciative that this movie got me to resub to shutter and now i'm watching the last drive-in with uh joe bob briggs at this point oh yeah hell yeah and just and and just going through horror movies and throwing those on in the evening i just watched elvira mistress of the dark hell yeah are we are we are we, are we finished? I think at this point, you know. Uh, uh, well, let's uh, uh, have a final thought, like because uh, uh, running off is always odd. Um, a field okay. in England. Uh, it's oh, a field wow. between this
1: world and the next. Well, we start where we began with with a
0: dude oh, coming Lou
1: through
3: a hedge. hedge.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> if you like, if you like uh, wizards, Shakespearean language, cool hats, and a uh, cool firearms
1: uh anti-irishman jokes this Ooh. is a movie you should make a girlfriend watch not
0: make yeah. but like it you know bring it like up for
1: movie night you know yeah like, yeah, yeah this is a cool
0: more play. than once uh, you know like I'll you gotta one, you yeah. gotta plant the seeds right and then a really good pairing with this is uh, uh over the garden wall hey there you camera. go you know same idea right yeah idea yeah. yeah liminal okay. space right. it, really, <laughs> it really truly is which i also watched uh, because i wanted to begin that fall season Oh, it is yeah. it is a, a quintessential there's less mushroom program. eating in over the garden wall but there are more rock facts which fucking own <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the spooking seasons come and you got to stimulate your penny mm-hmm. the end. watch a lot of the 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 weird early british horror films mm-hmm. that this movie reminds me of the mm-hmm. witch witch finder general's Oh, boy. watch some of the italian
0: horror films like blood pieces. blood on satan's claw evil speak evil speak. <laughs> evil speak uh, tarantula um,
1: yeah the wicker man wicker man a great great movie a musical pa- um, and to pair that yeah, with that, with that
0: uh, also the wicker man also a great movie but for different reasons nicholas cage <laughs> yeah
1: both of them Mm -hmm. So just you know, yeah. Think of it's harvest season, so you got to Mm -hmm. put yourself in the harvest mindset. And by that, (laughs) I mean (laughs)
0: dread. (laughs) Excellent. Sing us out, Doug. Baloo, my boy, My pride and joy. I could ruin the rest. Just say Baloo, and over.